The Guardians, Orioles, and Phillies are playoff bound. The Field of Dreams game is happening tonight. And despite all the purchasements the Padres made this deadline, they are still owned by the Dodgers. We'll talk about all that and more coming up here on Total Bases. All right, welcome back to Total Bases here on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. I am Greg Marino here with Mark Marino and Dom Pistrito. And today is Thursday morning, August 11th. So we're getting down towards the stretch run finish line in the MLB season. As most teams have played around 110-ish games, so... Roughly 50 games to go for most of these teams. About 50 games to go. And I, I think this is going to be a really exciting stretch. Yeah. Like, down the stretch. Like, maybe more exciting than we've had the last few years. Because I think there's a lot of teams in contention. And not all... Just flat out, not all the teams are going to make it. I mean, it's in, it's really interesting. Like, yeah. like I said last week, like, seven teams in the NL are all out going for it. And only six of them are going to make uh-huh. it. And it's kind of the same in the AL as well. Yeah, I mean, I think we've had seasons where as we get to this point in the year it's sort of obvious how most of the standings are gonna play out for the end of the year but that is not the case this year this the standings are a mess right now and that's really what you love to see in a baseball season especially as a yankees fan this is just how i'd want to draw it up yankees 10 games up and the rest of the league battling it out for the rest of the playoff spots yeah i think it's really it's gonna be an exciting exciting down the stretch especially in this last week We've seen a lot of changes in in the playoff bracket because teams like the Orioles, Guardians, they were hanging around, but now they're in. The Orioles, as of yesterday, they won and the Rays lost. So now the Orioles and Rays are tied for the third wild card. So, like, can you imagine if the Orioles made the playoffs this Especially year? after just coming out and saying that they were sellers at the deadline. Like, they traded Trey Mancini, Trey Mancini they traded Jorge Lopez, and they're still doing it. I mean, like, and honestly, like, it's really surprising to me. I mean, I think this was going to happen. I didn't expect it to happen this soon, and I don't really think anyone did. Like, this yeah. is the prospects that they got in the Machado trade. All the prospects they've gotten in all these trades, in all these horrible years yeah. they've had, it's finally coming out, and they're finally performing well. I think, that, I think that they have a very legitimate shot of making the playoffs this year, since I think that the Blue Jays and Bearders are pretty good, and that they'll probably be in the playoffs. So then they're competing out with the Rays, who are... You do seem a bit weak. You know, Twins, White Sox, one of those teams might also win a division. So as long as they can just kind of stay the course, I feel like they'll probably make it into the playoffs. Yeah, I, I think and it's going to happen. Um, I think since the beginning of July, only the Los Angeles Dodgers have a better record than the Baltimore Orioles. Yeah, it's I really, mean, that's really a shocking stat right there. It's really crazy because going into this season, no one gave them a chance. They're in the AL East with the four powerhouse teams and the Orioles as the fifth. But then, and then they got off to a bad start. So now it's like, oh yeah, of course, the Orioles are bad. They're being bad, you know, next year maybe. But now here they are. Better record than everyone else in baseball since, what was the date? Beginning of July. Beginning other of other July. than the Dodgers, of course. Yeah, other than look, the Dodgers. Yeah, the know. rest of the AL, at least. So, like, it'd really be a crazy story if they got into the playoffs. Yeah, and I think um, another team that's interesting is the Cleveland Guardians. They're finally in first place. They've they've been battling it out between mm-hmm. the Twins kind of all year. And I think it's also interesting how these playoff races aren't just trying to get into wildcard spots. There are multiple teams battling for still divisions. Like, yeah. Brewers and Cardinals, one game. Twins and Guardians, one game. Yeah. Like, the Twins and Guardians have been battling out. It's been going back and forth all uh-huh. year. 
and yeah. so have the Cardinals and Brewers. It's been really yeah, interesting. And also, the losers of those divisions are not necessarily going to make the playoffs. Yeah, so it's basically like win the division, or you probably not going to make the playoffs for those two cases of the yeah. Centrals. So you also got you can't rule out the White Sox in the AL Central. They're only two and a half games out. I'm and not. They I'm do not seem ruling to have the most talent just on paper. Although the Twins didn't make all those moves at the deadline, maybe the Twins necessarily Honestly, like the on paper favorites. But people have no been one would saying say the Guardians seem like the favorite. People have been saying this all year. Oh, the White Sox have the most talent. I just haven't seen this talent come out, and it's what like you know one week into August. Yeah, especially for me, the biggest problem with the White Sox season is it just now that they're staring at a 56 and 55 record because they are only two and a half games out. The problem for me is they've had no really positive like moments this season the entire season it seems like they've been about two and a half to four and a half yeah, games I mean, out of that third wild card they haven't had any like exciting runs stretches like a week or two where you think wow they really showed us how they can be a great i team. mean yeah we can talk about their talent but until it performs like we, we're not seeing results of that talent and honestly i think the cleveland guardians they've had a lot of breakout players this year especially tristan mckenzie i mean he has been really good this year he's kind of broken out as their ace and also no one it really seems to talk about Shane Bieber ever since that triple crown, but he's, he's well, he's not having, you know, a triple crown year like he had. He's having a very good year. And so, I mean, I think the Guardians, yeah. I mean, they they have a lot of talent, especially Andres Jimenez breaking out this year, having a very good year. Uh, Ahmed Rosario is also having a surprisingly good year. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Jose Ramirez, yeah. Josh Naylor is yeah, having a very good year. Yeah, Josh Naylor to that offensive mix for the Guardians. I mean, yeah, he's also had some huge moments yeah, for them as well. Yeah, that's the thing that I like about the Guardians. They're just, they seem to me like they're that winning, grinding team. They're that team who can you know, close out that playoff run, get a big hit when they need it. The White Sox are chokers. Like, it's been happening all year where they just have these catastrophic blows to, like, stupid base running things like that triple play against the Twins. Like, hey, you know, if they win that game, the Central looks different. As right now, at this point in the year, just one game makes a big difference, you know? Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, like, we're talking, like, one game could cost you a season with the Twins regardless. Yeah, if the White Sox had beaten the Twins and say that triple play game, they'd be in second place right now and not the Twins. So, yeah, like, so that's how small the margins for error is, really. Even though it's a long 162-game season... Every game matters. Yeah, you can really see it in a year like this, where every game matters a lot for these yeah. teams in this wild card race. And I also say that that Guardians, if they get into the playoffs, would kind of be a bit of a scary team. Oh, for sure. I mean, especially with that one-two of Tristan McKenzie yeah, and Shane Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. The starting rotation headed by Bieber and McKenzie. Now, Shane Bieber doesn't have the dominant stats that, say, Tyler Anderson and Dylan Cease and some other guys have this year, but he, I'd still take him he's putting up a very good year. guys since he has a long track record yeah. of being really good, even if he's not being unbelievably dominant this year. And then Tristan McKenzie, he seems like he's lived up to all the potential that we thought he had. Yeah, yeah. and if he's, you look at their lineup, yeah. I mean, it's not studded with stars, but it's it's deep, I think. I think they have a lot of yeah. players. Like, it's solid, and it's clutch. And they have Jose Ramirez, who yeah. is a star. Yeah, and mm. also, I think it's just a sort of lineup you need to match that pitching because they've got good pitching. So they're going to be, anytime where you're more of a weaker offense, stronger pitching team, just by the mathematics of it, you're going to end up in a lot of close games. Just because the fewer runs that are being scored total, the closer the games are going to be on average. So the Guardians are a team that's in a lot of close games, and they can win those close games. Look at their run differential. It's only plus 12 on the whole season. Especially with that, uh, with their all-star closer, Emmanuel Klaas, who's had a really, or Klaas A, who's had a really good year. And yeah, I mean, like we said, 
you know, they're playing a lot of close games, but they're coming through in these close games with big moments, like you know, those draw that Josh Naylor walk off. Yes, homer. like that Josh Naylor walk off homer. To me, that's like an iconic moment from the. But season. that's that's just the type of thing yeah. that they've been doing. And like it's been all year for them. And it seems like really almost to me. I don't know about you guys, but to me, it seems like no one really talks about the Guardians a lot. Everyone talks about the Twins and their acquisitions, and the Guardians didn't really make any acquisitions at the deadline. Mm-hmm. But it just seems like they're not really talked about a ton. Shane Bieber's not talked about a lot, yeah. even though he's having a good year. I mean, it just seems like they're a team that's not really mentioned yeah but i, I mean they're having a very good yeah, season as I, they're in first place i in think the they do deserve a little bit more respect than they're getting yeah and also as we brought up their strong one-two punch being dangerous in the playoffs i think having just watched the mariners take two of three from the yankees i respect the mariners a lot too because no, just to sure. get into them a bit more that luis castillo robbie ray one two is a scary friend of the rotation especially First round in the playoffs is a three-game wild card round. They're going to be throwing out Ray and Castillo. Probably Castillo one and Ray two. And Castillo has and really Logan Gilbert has that good three. Yeah, no, for sure. And yeah. Castillo has really proven himself to be worth what they gave up. I mean, yeah. he's been really good ever since. I mean, both starts of it against the Yankees, and he's dominated them both times. Yeah. And the yeah. Yankees, it's kind of funny because the Yankees starts, were in on actually it. one on the Reds too. Yeah. And it's kind of funny because the Yankees were in on him too and had to get settled for Montas, who got lit up in his first start as the Yankees. Yeah. So the Yankees really seem to have lost that starting yeah. pitching. And there's definitely a very good chance that the Mariners face the Yankees in the divisional yeah. round if they get through the I wild mean, card If you round. think about it the way I see the AL, there's the Yankees and Astros who are ALDS bound at this point. They're getting that free buy to the ALDS and the, no one's catching them. And then it's which of these other teams, who's going to first get to the playoffs, and then who's going to knock the other ones out to make it to the Yankees and Astros and get their shot at the big shots? Well, and I think the Blue Jays are for sure in. Honestly, I think they're th- going to I think they're going to make the playoffs, but like I could see the Mariners taking them down first round if they're the 4 and 5 seeds. I could, but I mean the Blue Jays offense is just You know, Robbie Ray really doing right. it against his former team. Yeah, but is Vlad Jr. is kind of finally getting back to being the real Vlad Jr. Yeah, I, I mean they he is from last year and I I just think the Blue Jays are overall a more talented team Maybe. than any of these other. I don't know. I mean, I don't know about the AL other like, than Yankees Astros. Yeah, we could talk about who we think is going to beat each other in the playoffs, but just generally getting in, I think the Blue Jays are definitely yeah, probably I think that the first Blue Jays are in the playoffs. Maybe losing in the playoffs. And yeah. actually, I have to say the same thing about the Orioles, though. You know, not to burst the Orioles fans' bubbles, but like, I really don't see the Orioles winning in the playoffs. So yeah. I think to succeed in the playoffs in the AL this year. It's going to take some intimidating starting pitching, which is what the Astros, Indians, and I would say Mariners have, and maybe the Yankees, though I don't know. Really, I think that's going to cost the Yankees. And I call it at the deadline that the Yankees would win the pennant, but now I've got, I have to go with the Astros. So yeah, I mean, the Astros just seem to be kind of in control yeah. of everything. Yeah. Justin Verlander having another absolutely dominant season. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I think, yeah. I mean, as for... The three wild cards in the AL, I think it's Blue Jays, Mariners, and I, I'm going to go with the Rays um, just because, I don't know, I don't believe the Rays just aren't going to make the playoffs. They have too much talent on that team. Um, they've done, they've been doing it for so long. I just don't see them not making it. I, I don't see the Orioles making it above the Rays. I just I just don't see that happening. The Orioles have really turned around since they got Adley Rutschman. Yeah, I mean, he was uh, whatever, like, the, the this top point, prospect. I kind of buy into the Orioles. I actually think I'd go Orioles over Rays. Yeah, I think Adley Rutschman is definitely worth talking about because he's a big-time prospect, but he's also a catcher. And I was listening to MLB Central this morning, and they were talking about this, how the catcher really is, like, 
one of the core guys on the whole team. So like that, since you know he's having an impact on all the pitchers who are pitching to him on the whole staff. So and then also at the plate, he's been playing really well recently. Like really, Adley Rutschman has been a game changer for the Orioles. Yeah. And I think it's been about since he came up that they've really started to turn their season around. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about, you know, the wildcard teams and how the Yankees and Astros are, you know, the top two teams in this league. The, the Yankees, I mean, they better turn it around because they've lost seven of their last eight. They're really on a horrible yeah. skid right now. Really? Two of those games losing one nothing. I mean, that's... Yeah. I mean, like, no runs, just letting the other team it's, score one run. They didn't score for 19 innings in a row against yeah, the Mariners. It's been ugly for the Yankees. Yeah, they got shut out for 13 innings in one game, and then the first six of the next game, like... The, the the bad offense is just bad, and then also like yesterday they they lose four to three to the Mariners, and in the ninth inning, Aaron Boone pinch hit Miguel Andujar, who they recently caught up with Andrew Penintendi, which seems like you know okay maybe that seems smart, but then two batters later in that ninth inning, Kyle Higashioka, backup catcher under two hundred batting average, he was standing in the batter's box with two outs in the ninth. So yeah, basically that's just one example of kind of the ugly performance that the Yankees have put on in about the last month, really ever since that Cincinnati Reds series that they lost right before the All-Star break. It's It's been bad for it, the Yankees. It's, it's been ugly. I think they're they're probably going to turn around at least a little bit. I just don't see that good of a team, you know, collapsing that much. I mean, every team goes through bad stretches. This happens to be a really bad stretch, yeah. but I, th- I still think they're going to be one but, of the top two seeds. But here's their problem. When it comes to their pitching, their starting pitching, that's supposed to be the strength of their team, and... In my opinion, it's really only solid, not great. Like, yeah. Garrett Cole, he's good. They signed him to the massive deal. He's been good. But compare him to Justin Verlander. And Justin Verlander is actually just being completely, absurdly good. In his age, like, 80-something season, well, he's I mean, got... Not a, quite that. Maybe but. not quite that. I mean, a bit of an exaggeration. But he's got a 185 ERA, 15-3 and three record. Like, he's just been unbelievably good again and yeah. so like really and with Garrett Cole I mean look here the Yankees signed him nine years 324 million 35 million a year and ever since he was not allowed to you know use his spider tack which seemed to be the key to his success he's had so 40 like 42 starts I believe he's had about a 3.89 ERA that's not a $35 million a year pitcher yeah he's he's still been solid, so basically like, not he's like, been kind of a solid mediocre starting pitcher for 35 million a year i mean he's not living up to this contract in my opinion just like at all and he's not when they got him from the astros they wanted they were hoping he would do what he's doing in the astros eight innings 15 strikeouts just absolutely shut down yeah remember garrett cole in the 2019 playoffs like that was the greatest pitcher of all time. Yeah, they that's what they wanted like, when they remember him against the Rays in that ALDS. Like I like I just remember watching it and like there was no chance for the Rays to win that game five against Garrett Cole. As soon as Glasnow gave up runs in the first inning, it was completely over because you knew Garrett Cole was absolutely dominant and getting like multiple runs off him was just not a possibility at that yeah. time. And when the Yankees gave him thirty five million a year, that's what they wanted from him. And that's exactly what they're not getting. So I just don't think he's yeah. lived up to this contract. Really, yeah. I, I think the Yankees at this point, they're struggling. They're, they're done. They're still going to make the playoffs. Probably make the ALCS, but they're going to lose to the Astros. Yeah, and I think they might turn around a little bit, but yeah. yeah. Moving on to the NL, the yeah. Los Angeles Dodgers have looked absolutely yeah. unstoppable. So they got a 10-game winning streak currently, and that was coming right off of like their previous like 10-game winning streak. So they've won something crazy like 
20 of their last 21, something along Something the lines ridiculous of that. like yeah. that. Maybe not quite that, and but... So, yeah, and we mentioned it in the, in the intro that the Padres, you know, Juan Soto, Brennan Jury, Josh Bell, Josh Hader, all those deadline pur- purchasements that they got. And then they faced the Padres this Josh week, last weekend. Yeah, Josh Hader. I think I mentioned him. They faced the Padres this week. I mean, the Padres faced the Dodgers this weekend, and the Dodgers just swept them. Swept them right out of Los Angeles. I mean, it wasn't really close. It, the Dodgers were like, so So you think you're tough now, Padres? That's kind of funny. And yeah. Like, it, it, this has really been like the Padres-Dodgers matchups for the last year almost. The, the, the Dodgers have just dominated them. Cody Bellinger... Had an absolutely great series. I mean, sixteen. We're talking sixteen and two in their last eighteen matchups. Yeah, that is the Dodgers, and the Dodgers are sixteen and two against the Padres head to head. So to me, all these people who think, okay, the Padres aren't winning the division, but they have a legitimate chance at making the World Series. They do not have a legitimate chance at winning the pennant if they have to face the Los Angeles Dodgers. Yeah, and which is they're going to have to face the Los Angeles Dodgers. I I really feel like the Padres will be the number four or five seed, probably five. Well, that means they're going to be facing the Dodgers as the one seed. Yeah. So that's that's not good news for the Padres. They're going to have to be the team to face the Dodgers in the divisional. It's not going to be. Uh, it doesn't matter because say the Padres were the sixth seed and the Phillies ended up getting the Dodgers. The Phillies aren't knocking out the Dodgers any more than the Padres are. As for the New York Mets, they've been a big storyline recently. They've been great. Took four out of five from the Braves. Yeah, and I really think they this kind of you know this last week kind of proved the Dodgers and the Padres, the Mets and the Braves. So yeah. although they, they put I, the Braves in the oven, yeah, they they really did. They put they. There's no way the Braves are winning the division now, or very little chance. Seven games back. But I still think the Braves could make a deep run. Not if they have to yeah. face the Mets. Same with the Padres. Could make a deep run. Not if they have to the face the Dodgers. The thing is, for the Braves, there's a legitimate shot that they could maybe avoid the Mets, just depending on how things jumble out. Like the the Mets could lose to someone else, but for the Padres, you can't just hope someone else beats the Dodgers because no one else is beating the Dodgers. Yeah. Like did, did the Braves beat them last year. Maybe, like, but I wouldn't want the Braves beating so. the Dodgers. But I don't think that matchup is going Braves, to happen. Braves are seven games back of the AL, NL East right now. So really, that's that's no shot for them at this point in the year, this late. So really, we were wrong about the Mets. They're going to be looks like they're going to be winning the division now. So yeah, but I still even them. I don't I don't see them standing a chance. I mean, it yeah. just it, at this point, it looks like the Dodgers easily just, just win the give pennant. the Dodgers the pennant right now. Yeah, and I remember it's interesting because after the de- deadline, some people were I- interviewing Andrew Friedman, the GM of the Dodgers, kind of saying like, "Hey, you know, why were you a little quiet there?" And he almost seemed as if like, you know, do I need to be loud when I have three of the greatest hitters in baseball with Trey Turner, Freddie Freeman, and Mookie Betts on my team? And that just kind of was proven after the All-Star break when they've won so many games. I mean, the Dodgers, they look really, really good right now. I mean, especially with their pitching, Tony Gonsolin, Tyler Anderson, you kind of breakout stars this year. And then, like, those three hitters along with, you know, I mean, their their offense is just so deep. Cody Bellinger had a great series against the Padres, which is a good sign. And when we say the three best, three of the best players in baseball, we're not even referring to Cody Bellinger, who's won MVPs in the past, just because he's really having a down year. But you know, he's going to come out in October, I think. Yeah, especially the way he's performing lately. So I mean, this Dodgers team looks pretty scary right now, and I think they have a legitimate chance at winning the World Series. Yeah, and like to all those Mets fans out there, like you're just a good amount worse than the Dodgers. The Mets are good. Degrom, Scherzer, that's scary in the playoffs. But I think that the Dodgers' offense can still destroy DeGrom and Scherzer. Easily, As easily. good as they are, like... And also, the Dodgers have Julio Urias, Tony Gonsolin, Tyler Anderson. I mean, their pitching's stacked as well. They just look really, really good. Yeah, and also in the NL East, the Philadelphia Phillies have kind of thrown themselves into the mix. Yeah. Not for the division, but now they're competing for 
maybe even like an upper wild card spot. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah they've been they've been very good. I believe there are like more than ten games over five hundred. I yeah, mean, sixty-two and forty-eight, one seven in a row. They're yeah. really a team worth they're, mentioning at this They're doing it year. without Bryce Harper, who's expected back, so they're going to be even better when he comes back. You know, Zach Wheeler's obviously having a great season. You know, they, they acquired yeah. Noah Syndergaard to bolster that rotation. Um, I, I think they're almost kind of like the Orioles of the NL. I think they're going to get into the playoffs. They're currently uh, two games up, kind of. One game up of the wild card, but that's really two games ahead of the team that could knock them out, which is the Milwaukee Brewers. And they're ahead of the Padres. So the great Padres are worse than the lowly Phillies right now. Yeah, I mean, the Phillies just, like, I mean, they look very good. The one surprising thing is, like, their defense for the last few years, actually, has been horrible. In the last few years, it's kind of been proven that defense matters a lot more than we thought it did. Especially, we saw that with the New York Yankees kind of turning their season around from last year because of their, you know, better defense. But the Phillies, despite having a very bad defense, and I mean, their defense is not good. They're yeah. still kind of overcoming it. 12 games over 500. Ever since, I, I keep on saying this, but... Ever since they fired Joe Girardi, as weird as it sounds, not yeah. sure what that did. I'm I not saying Joe Girardi's a bad manager. It's but just the changing culture. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, changing that culture, Rob Thompson's really done a great yeah, job. It definitely has an impact. Even if it wasn't necessarily Girardi's terrible, like, just the change must have helped them out somehow. So, yeah, definitely the Phillies are another team to watch. There's a lot of teams to watch in these last couple months. But uh, one last thing to mention, tonight on Fox is going to be the Reds and Cubs playing at Field of Dreams, second game that they've done. And I really have to think about it. So this is the Field of Dreams. In case you're not familiar, that's the baseball field in Iowa with the cornfield outfield. Yankees and White Sox played there last year as kind of a just fun, different place to play. And that game was a really incredible game. Yeah. The White Sox were up 7-4 in the ninth. Judge and Stanton both homered to give the Yankees an 8-7 lead. And then Tim Anderson hit a walk-off two-run home run for the White Sox. Yeah, I mean, also, that, that might have been exciting. These are two, you know, playoff contending teams. Cubs and Reds, I don't know how exciting that's going to be. That is a thing. But again, you know, at the Field of Dreams, kind of a cool, you know, one game to have. And I'm not sure how exciting it will be if they keep on doing this for the next, whatever, several years. Yeah, it might but get kind of old. But yeah, especially this year. Yeah, like you said, Cubs and Reds are not contending teams, but... It'll still be a fun game to watch tonight. Yeah, especially seeing as there aren't many games on, seeing as it's a Thursday, especially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that'll wrap it up for this week as we're out of time. But we'll be back next week with more baseball talk and more pennant race coverage here on Total Bases on Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM.